This is fucking awesome. On Talking Stupid. Because Mishmash sounds negative. <laughs> on, the, on stage. I mean, they're classic. I remember, I was playing uh, the, the podcast of things here on Talking yeah. Stupid. I can't, I can't get balanced right now. I'm just Get that one. Yeah, you're right. It's like that scene from uh, Knocked Up. There's all the chairs. He's trying to get oh, which yeah. one's comfortable. There are 22 different chairs or whatever the number was. No, th- this one's not right. It's too, uh, <laughs> it's too fluffy. Yeah. I don't like it. Why are they all here? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talking Stupid. I'm William. I'm Jeremy. Uh, no third tonight. Just you and me, bud. Yes. Keep it simple. I like it. A dynamic duo. Yeah. Batman and Wobbin. Wobbin? Wobbin. Robin. <laughs> Robin. Uh, Butch and Sundance. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, others. Bonnie Other, and Clyde. Uh, we gonna I call Clyde. <laughs> uh, what's the one? What's the two ladies that drive off the cliff? Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. <laughs> I love you, Thelma. I love you, Louise. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. First, uh, first things first. Uh, if this is your first time uh, listening to Talking Stupid, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. Uh, do check out the rest of our all of our podcasts at www.stupid-flanders.com/podcasts, as well as you can check all of our uh, new podcasts out on iTunes. They do come out weekly. As well as if you're uh, if you're joining us again for another podcast, thanks for coming back. And if you really like this, like uh, what you hear today, do subscribe. Check us out. Give us five stars. We really appreciate that. And all that fun stuff. Uh, Today we got a lot of show. We're going to actually start with a movie review that I just saw, which was the new Assassin's Creed movie, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. (laughs) And we're going to talk about uh, movie theaters and how they've evolved in a new segment we like to call Back in My Day. Back in my day. Remember that, Veg? (laughs) The first movie ever of that train and everybody had heart attack? (laughs) Because they thought it was real. (laughs) Scary. Scary back then. We'll talk about we'll talk about where, where movies started and kind of how they evolved and how amazing. Like, can we talk about how amazing movie theaters are these days? Yeah, They're so goddamn nice. Oh, They're so fantastic, good. fantastic. Uh, to but start first off, but first off, yes, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it called Syndicate? No, I'm sorry. That's the video that's game. That's the video game. That's the the one where they're in like 1800s England, in foggy London town. Oi, governor! Start my gang! Start my own gang! <laughs> you won't be an assassin, oi! <laughs> we get to with kill people, knife. right? <laughs> oh, wait, well, I'm going into like my Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> we do Australian accents, we need British ones. We do British accents, we need Australian ones. What is wrong with us? Uh, the movie is called. Ass- We're accents with no borders. <laughs> accents without borders! That's I don't r- care what country you're from. <laughs> I'm doing this accent. That's right, folks. If uh, if you have a problem with accents, we're here to help. We are <laughs> accents without borders. We will do any accent in any country. <laughs> oh, which reminds me. Don't forget, guys, to, to vote on who you think deserves the worst joke award. Currently, nobody owns it, but it could be anyone's <laughs> any day now. Wait, are we doing this uh, as a weekly thing or a monthly thing? It's uh, it's going as uh, as whoever deserves it the most during that time. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So there's no actual set. No, there's time. there's no time frame. Okay. I, I like I how it's gonna go is basically whoever gets it at the end of the year. Yeah. So it passes around kind of like a hot potato thing. Whoever gets it at the end of the year is deemed or the, the town uh, hooker. Ha, hot what? <laughs> Never, Never mind. <laughs> we'll cut it. It's fine. <laughs> so the the movie's actually called Assassin's Creed, uh-huh. starring Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Uh, Co- don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have trouble with the uh, French uh, pronunciation. <laughs> uh, so, so let me let me lay this movie out. First of all, let me ask you, Jeremy: Have you played or know anything about the Assassin's Creed games? I played the first one, and I played uh, Black Flag. Okay, so you know about Kenway, and you know about Altair. Yes, and then you missed the greatest assassin in the middle, Ezio Alditore di Firenze. Uh, I'll take your word for it. He's the one from (laughs) from Assassin's Creed 2. And then you have Connor from Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. All these characters. There's lots of characters. Very defined story. But guess what? What? None of that's in Assassin's Creed. Woo! That was one of my... For for being a big fan of the 
Assassin's Creed series myself. Yeah. I felt like this movie was a little disappointing. Well, uh, how can you... So they basically just used his name and then they just said, fuck it, we're doing our own story? Well, it's... Well, let me start. Let me start you off. So let me let me paint you a picture. It starts in we're the... We're going to paint a happy little bush here. <laughs> happy, happy It'll be little our assassins. little secret. <laughs> <laughs> and if just, you tell anybody... <laughs> Bob Ross had anger issues we didn't see on stage. Where's my cocaine? <laughs> we put it in the paint, Bob. How do you like that? <laughs> you son of a bitch will pay for this. He just starts licking his paintings. <laughs> Bob needs his high. <laughs> Bob needs his white snow. <laughs> you think these happy little trees come from nowhere? I'll show you where these happy little trees come from. Do you know who you are? Nobody, because I'm fucking Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm Bob fucking Ross, asshole. <laughs> Angry Bob Ross. I would have have loved to see Angry Bob Ross, dude. Just to see, like, everybody knows him as, like, the super chill fucking, like, all right, we're going to paint, like, a happy little bush here. And, uh... <laughs> all right, yeah, just, 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 just stir up that blue. Make sure it's nice and bright like the, like the sky. Yeah. But just the the behind the scenes, yeah. Bob Ross was this <laughs> like as soon as they yell cut is like, what the fuck is going on with this paint, you assholes? <laughs> I said sky blue, not Robin's egg. <laughs> Fire this asshole now! <laughs> Whose name's on the marquee? <laughs> Whose fucking name is that? All right, Mister Ross, we're on in five, four, three. Oh, hi, welcome back. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? That'd be great, man. <laughs> Angry I'd, Bob Ross. I'd watch that show. <laughs> Just the outtakes. Just the angry outtakes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just came up with our next video. Yes. Angry Bob Ross. Angry, angry Copyright Bob. Stupid Flanders. <laughs> uh, all right. So, movie opens up. Yes. Very cool scene in this underground bunker and set in the Spanish Inquisition. Okay. And you have all these assassins, and they've come together. Right. And they're they're basically inite- bringing one of them into their own, which is Aguilar de... Which is basically Michael Fassbender's... Christina. Aguilar <laughs> de Christina. <laughs> Aguilar de Christina, yes. Uh, it's Aguilar de Neira, and he's, he's basically Michael Fassbender's assassin. So okay. It's Michael Fassbender's character in the past. Gotcha. And so... And this is going to sound really petty, and I apologize in advance, but... Tom Petty? Do you... <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm winning. You're winning. Correct. Know it. Know it. Take this. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> you won the Worst Joke Award for now. I get now. the Talking Stupid Worst Joke Award for now. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> So bad. You know, it'd be funny if we kept the tally of how many times each person has it. Wins the award? <laughs> yeah. And then oh, at the that's, end, a, that's a better way to do it. Yeah, I like that. And then that. at the end of the year, it'll be like the grand finale or the Super Bowl of bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can go back and talk about all the terrible ones. Yeah. I like it. See, I like it. <laughs> and so this sounds really dumb, but uh, in Assassin's Creed 1, or in the, the way the assassins work is to hide their blade, they cut off their ring finger. So that the blade can basically stick through the ring finger and get somebody without actually having to see the weapon. Oh, okay. I didn't ever notice that. Yeah, it's a it's a little piece that's kind of brought in in the first game and never mentioned. Well, the, well, the thing is, is like after like uh, Leonardo da Vinci and Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood, which are the sequels to yeah. the first Assassin's Creed, uh, he they basically they don't need to do that anymore. And this is set an extra hundred years after Assassin's Creed Two is set. So like. Yeah, that really didn't need to be done. So that was the first thing that kind of bugged me about the movie, and it sounds really dumb, but I'm just like, if you're gonna come to this game series with a with the developed history, right? Stick to the history, you know? Yeah. Wait, hold on. In the first game, I don't ever remember them talking about having to cut off a ring finger. I always just thought that their hidden blade was on their wrist. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's so, supposed to come out. It's it's actually something referenced later on in the series, right? But it's they don't actually ever talk about it in the first game. Okay. Well, I'm still trying to figure out why would you need to cut off your ring finger if the blade is on your wrist? Can't you just do it like fucking Spider-Man style and like... 
Yeah. You know, fold your hand backwards and there's the fucking blade. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why do you fucking need why do you need to Because I think I think the way the the blades worked originally is you had to clamp down on okay. a thing on your hand and then it would shoot the blade out. And so they needed that middle finger gone so the blade would come through your hand while you're still being able to clamp down. But eventually uh, they were able to change the 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 way the blades work so you could push. That's just poor fucking like design on it was the-, the crusades they didn't have a lot going on they're like but still though like couldn't you de- design something that didn't require cutting off a digit <laughs> that so, would have been primary objective number one so what you're saying is templars one assassins zero yeah got it yeah they uh they only worked they only it took them 300 years but they finally get there <laughs> Meanwhile, That's, 300 years worth of assassins are like, well, thanks, fucking assholes. I, I don't have a ring finger. <laughs> I didn't need a ring finger now. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, so Aguilar gets his ring finger cut off. Right. And, and then it cuts to the opening Assassin's Creed logo. And then it jumps to 1986. Oh, wow. the year of 1986. 1986? Yeah. Wham was please still tell a thing. Me, please tell me the assassins were dressed like fucking Crockett and Tubbs from fucking <laughs> Miami Vice, dude. They're all wearing like leg warmers yeah. and fucking <laughs> Ray, Ray-Ban wayfarers and uh, rolled up uh, blazer jacket sleeves. <laughs> no, so you see uh, young Michael Fassbender's character Cal, uh-huh. and he is and he is sitting and he is riding around in an abandoned park somewhere. Okay, so the movies the movies present time is 1986. Yes, it's set in present time. But the way the Animus works, and we'll get to that in a second, is the Animus allows you to relive yeah, yeah. one of your one of your past, some of you genetically in your yeah, past, yeah. To your ancestors' memories. Yeah. So, uh, long story short, Cal is basically becomes one of the Cal basically gets captured by the Templars, and then he has to go through and he, he uses the Animus, which is this thing that allows you to see your ancestors' memories. Yeah. Into looking and basically finding this object called the Apple of Eden, which is wow. like this. This power that allows you to control free will, based because it has the genetic DNA of all humans and how we're built. Oh, that's right. I do remember something about like something. Yeah, but in the video games, it's based in like ancient technology. In this one, it's literally like Prometheus style. Like we built humans. This is your genetic code. Fix it. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one who has everybody's fucking genetic codes. Why don't you fix it, motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a really weird twist from the original Assassin's Creed, and that was another another point that I was like, "What can we just can we just say it's ancient te- technology that allows you to control minds?" I feel like that makes more logical sense than being like, "This is the genetic code of all human beings." So I'm kind of gathering like it would have been better off if they if they had just said it's magic. Yeah, at that <laughs> point, just be like, "Hey, like shit happened. Like that's what we're yeah. gonna." It's like, don't worry about where it comes from, man. <laughs> Just check out this really cool fucking fight scene where assassins yeah. are beating the shit out of Templars. Watch that. Don't care about this. Yeah, exactly. Watch that. It's like a bad magic trick. <laughs> Look at this hand that's waving at you while I steal your wallet with the other hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't worry about don't worry about what this hand's doing. It's fine. <laughs> DSX Machina over here. <laughs> Don't worry about Just look at this. It's really cool. Look, all five fingers are waving at you, and uh, I'm stealing your wallet. <laughs> Wait, are those keys in my hand? What is that? <laughs> jingly, 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 jingly. <laughs> so, so Cal walks in, goes back home, and this is down here, down in Baja, California. He's fucking around some park, rides home on his bike, uh-huh. thinking it's a normal day, about to go get a sandwich. Mother's dead in the kitchen. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, mother, mother's uh, throat has been slit. Wait, this dude was living with his mom? Cal, he's, I'm sorry, he's a kid at this point, so he's only like 10 or 11 at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like a 20-year-old man like, Mom, make me a sandwich. <laughs> and so then you I've look at I've laid out then, your underwear, sweetheart. Your assassin underwear. <laughs> it was the 80s. It has it's a blade time. that sticks out of the crotch. I folded I folded your blades all nice and pretty. Every time you thrust the blade pops out. Oh god. That sounds like <laughs> the worst underwear ever. It's in the new Assassin's Creed game. It's, oh god. Like you have to go kill this prostitute. Use the wonderwear. <laughs> the wonderwear. The wonderwear. That's what we'll call it. The wonderwear. <laughs> 
you know, new weapons have to have a catchy name to it and such. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, so you look, and then Dad's, of course, standing in his assassin's robe, staring at the TV, like, blankly. Like, poltergeist status. Kind of creepy. It's, like, just, like, fuzz on the TV. Wait, so his dad is an assassin? Yes. Okay. So was his mom, actually. But, but his she's dad, dead. Yeah, but she's dead. And then, of course, Dad turns around and has an ominous catchphrase, which is, your blood is not your own. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> which will be explained, of course, later in the movie. And be like, whose is it then, motherfucker? <laughs> if it's not mine, <laughs> it seems to it? be pumping in my veins. So, just <laughs> take the blood. Whose blood is it? Is that not? <laughs> oh, did we get our blood mixed up here? <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, black vans, black jeeps, start driving towards his house. Uh-huh. And his dad's like, "You have to go, Cal. Leave this place." And so then his dad tries to, of course, take out a whole bunch of Templars. Right. But uh, that, you know, Templars who had guns at that point right. were no match for a man with a single blade on his wrist. So if he's an assassin, how come he doesn't have fucking weapons, though? Uh, he has weapons. He just just had the one blade, apparently, at the time. Oh, uh, just well, enough to, uh, you know, slit mom's mean, throat. And that was it. Like, if you're at home, like, doesn't he have a stash of weapons somewhere? <laughs> you You would think so, being his house, but. <laughs> but no, that was the only weapon that he carried. But I think it was the point of it was that only the assassins really only use the assassins' blades. They don't use very many other weapons. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's like a point of pride for them. Exactly. That like okay. we're going to use our assassins' blade because this is who we are. This is our heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cut to 2016. Okay, we, we move forward, and uh, Cal is now in jail Sweet. and drawing creepy, creepy pictures and putting them on his wall. Creepy how? Like. Faces of people like just in terror and just it's all dark and ominous. Like you go to like an insane asylum and somebody is like drawn like crazy things on the wall because they're possessed by a demon. Yeah. Those kind of pictures. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So he's drawn and then a priest comes in. He's like, is there anything you want to say before you go? And he's like, can you let me out? (laughs) Nothing. So now he's now he's going to the execution chamber. Right. No reason why. No explanation of why he did the, what he did or why he's going. Yeah. So then basically there's this really like intense scene where, you know, they, they put the lethal injection in and he's dying and yeah. he's kind of freaking out. And then he wakes up and he's in some sort of medical facility yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Let's, it let's was talk a dream. <laughs> it was a dream this whole time. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. I want some cream <laughs> to go with that dream. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, he wakes up from the dream. He's like, is mom still alive? No, she's still dead. <laughs> Like, no, son. She's dead. Sorry, mom's still dead. She's dead as a doornail, my friend. <laughs> so uh, so Marion Coltrane's character, uh, she shows up and she's like, hey, so I work for this group called Abstergo. What? Abstergo, which is the name of the company that basically the Templars run. Really? Yes. Say it again? Abstergo. I don't ever remember hearing that name in the games. Yeah, in the first game, it's 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 a pretty big like that's in the first game. That's where your character is for most of the game. Well, that's where Desmond is. He's not, yeah. you know, not the assassin. Uh, well, to be fair, I haven't played the first Assassin's Creed in probably over a decade. <laughs> that game was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It's been a while. Two thousand eight. Yeah, it's, I it's, thought it was a lot longer. Oh, never mind. I mean, the, the, even though that's eight years ago, like yeah, that's true. There have there have been kids who have grown up in that time that you know before the Assassin's Creed game. That's that's a long time, you know. We've had <laughs> there are kids that can drive now. <laughs> we've had three presidents in that time. Like that's a long time. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, so, so she basically goes and she's like, "Hey, I want to recruit you to be able to go back in your in your genealogy and go back in your genetics and your DNA, right?" And I want to look into your, your ancient ancestors' past. We found a way to be able to look into your DNA and see your ancestors' past and be able to look in, to see that from their DNA. Right. Magic science. Yeah. That's what I could call it. <laughs> Super duper fake science. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we can see DNA of your ancestors' past in your DNA. Fuck if I know. I don't know. Shit happens. <laughs> and their DNA and their DNA. <laughs> and so he's like, no, I'm leaving. Get me the fuck out. 
And then security goes and grabs him. like, nope, we're going to throw you into the Animus immediately. <laughs> so they like grab him by the shoulders and like shove him in the Animus. And like they stick this little thing into his back, yeah. like into the back of his neck that attaches to a spinal cord. Yeah. Which, you know, one of the things that always bugs me in movies is the fact that uh, when something gets to attach to your spinal cord, do you know how much incredible pain you'd be in? Yeah, and not to like, mention the paralyzing... The potential to be paralyzed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, it hurts. Oh, no. He, like, screams a little bit. He's like, oh. <laughs> Did he say it that way? Oh, my God, it hurts so much. <laughs> Just a, just like ow, it's like like you get like a little pinprick or, did he do or something. Like, ow, that hurts. <laughs> we went too it's deep. Like, I think we have the wrong guy. <laughs> You're saying he's an assassin? That's an, it's in his blood. Yeah. Oh shit! I think uh, I think we're overestimating these assassins. <laughs> we really were. Can we? We just look for this thing, right? We we're not really. The assassins aren't really an issue right now. I think we're okay. Ow, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so he goes into the Animus, and instead of the Animus, like in the video games, being just this chair that you sit in and you be able to have a neural connection yeah. to your ancestor, it's this giant scorpion arm that basically like attaches to a belt they put him on yeah. they put on him. And it, it basically throws him up in the air like some sort of crazy like mechanical device. Like a giant mechanical dad tossing up a newborn baby <laughs> kind of yeah but like so like when he's climbing like his body will start doing the synchronization motion he'll climb with the assassin oh, okay got you kind of like a 4d experience yeah exactly <laughs> so he's like being controlled so like if if like he's on the ground and the assassin starts climbing his body will start climbing too and then the the animus will like lift him up so he can like so his body like moves okay. along with the assassin so i have a feeling that that's going to play into the like later on in the movie where like all of a sudden he has assassin powers, right? Well, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there. So predictable. <laughs> so they throw him in and it starts with this whole scene where they're basically in uh, Aguila. I don't even remember his name anymore. Michael Fassbender's assassin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how memorable yeah, that movie is. I can't even remember the name of the assassin. Aguilar de Cristina? Aguilar, yeah. Aguilar de Cristina, yeah. So, That'd be tight if they come up with a new assassin and that's the name. Aguilar, Aguilar de Cristina. De... <laughs> you can just say she's the genie in the bottle. Oh, God. <laughs> that was good, but not quite a no, award no, good. No, I wasn't going for that one just yet. No, no, no. Uh, so... So they go back, and the whole point of it is the Spanish, the Catholics are now invading the last stronghold of Spain, uh-huh. which is this this city. It's the last stronghold, and they're basically burning all the heretics, all the Protestants in the area. Right. And the last person that's basically standing with against them in this rebellion that they have going on is the Sultan. But the way they'd have figured out to stop the Sultan is to steal his kid, who's been hiding somewhere. Yeah. And, and they're so- holding, basically holding him ransom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, so like the Catholics, they find the, they find the kid, and, and the assassins come, and they have this, this cool little fight scene where they like, they like ride horses and they like yeah. run around. So the kid gets captured, and they like start to drive away to back to the city. Yeah. And so the assassins basically jump on horseback and they start to follow, and um, you know, there's this cool fight scene where like shit happens, and uh, you know, <laughs> basically they save the kid, but to the point where uh, Aguilar. He has the he shoots his he shoots like another it's not the blade but it's a secondary weapon that allows his him like pinky. yeah it's kind of like the like Batman's I mean, Gatling like grappling hook oh, he like, like shoots it around a rock and he like holds like holds the kid in one hand and right. you know he's like holding it like very action movie style yeah, yeah yeah he's just holding them and so you know the assassin the uh, the Templars technically they're not they're they're the Catholics but they're the Templars that's they're kind of <laughs> one in the same those crazy Catholics those crazy <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, Templars, Catholics, that's eh, all the same. <laughs> Having sex for procreation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No condom. No what condoms. You crazy no Templars. <laughs> I think that's the reason why the Catholics don't allow it. They want to build up their numbers, man. Yeah, they want to make, want to make sure the Templar army reigns supreme. Yeah. Actually, I'm like 90% sure that's that's true. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you force people to not, to not be able to... Yeah, uh, if you say it's a sin... Well, people are still going to have sex, A. Yeah. So, you know, if every time they have sex, they have a kid and they become Catholic, 
boom, you just got exactly. you got more followers. That's, That's another dollar in the fucking magic science. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> another dollar in the uh, collection plate every week. <laughs> I'm sorry, science magic. That's what it's. <laughs> It's the other way around because it's science, science magic. magic. Science yeah. magic. That's a good. That's a good shirt right there. Science magic. <laughs> well, where we figure out like the weirdest fucking like science things. Like, dude, come on, is that real? That's yeah, you not go to a movie and real. they're like, we can reanimate dead flesh with this green ooze that we don't explain. <laughs> science magic. <laughs> Radiation will give you superpowers. In S- actuality, <laughs> it just gives you melanoma. <laughs> science magic. <laughs> Uh, so of course uh cal becomes desynchronized right so he's you know he gets all shaky and he gets all crazy so he gets the dts yeah he gets all you know they're like he (laughs) you like oh unless you're like unless you're willing to go into the unless you're willing to go into the animus like you can get really injured and your brain doesn't want to sync up with the assassins so Mm. you know they give him some rest and they go meanwhile jeremy iron's character he's the the leader of Sergo and kind of one of the head templars right and he's going to like the main templar people and they're like we need to find this apple of eden now or we're shutting down your company yeah so now we gotta like now there's a time limit now they gotta get it done before <laughs> before bad things happen what do you mean i don't have a week to do this what do you mean he's not cooperating what do you mean there's no more mayo for my sandwich Imagine playing that for like the most mundane things. <laughs> My shoes untied. Dun dun dun. <laughs> we need to go get some gas for the car. The dog needs a bath. Dun 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 dun. So, so uh, Marion Cotillard's character, she goes and she she talks to Cal and she's like, you have to do this for us. If you do this, we'll let you free and you can be, go do your own thing and we'll be able to start a new life and do these all these things, you know? Yeah. Give him this, you know, give him the, give him the carrot, not the stick at, at a certain point. Right. So she's like, let's go get some food. And they go and they get some food. And then, then he starts talking to all the other prisoners that are in this facility. Right. And you realize that they're all assassins, too. Oh, okay. So they're all trying to find their ancestors as well. Exactly. So they're all they're trying to find different aspects and trying to find different pieces of Eden because it's not mentioned in the movie, but there are multiple pieces of Eden around the world. Yeah. So they're trying to find any connection they can to these pieces of Eden so they can control the genetic code of humans. Magic science magic. <laughs> well, what's their ultimate goal in doing that? Uh the Templars want to control free will. So, oh right, right. It'll control the free will. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what? What? Uh, Marion Coltiar's character tells Cal is like, we're doing this so we can we can basically avoid violence. So if we can find a way to stop violence, but the Templars really their idea of it is to kill free will. Right. That's the point. I mean, of it. yeah. When you think about it, they're like, they're one in the same. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true, but come on, man, that's evil as fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. oh, we want to make peace by controlling everybody. It's the same thing Hydra wants to do, you know? Yeah. They want to control people so that they can control. Like, they want peace through control, which right. is, that's always the it's bad very, like, Orwellian it. and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a dystopian 1986 Big Brother style of 1984. take over the world. No, 19, you know. One of those two years. I mean, it happened in 1986 too. Oh, I was just, talking about the book. Yeah, no, I was too. I just, I'm just, I fucked it up. <laughs> Billiams bloopers. Billiams bloopers. <laughs> Good times. So, so they go, and then he's talking to all these other assassins. All the other assassins are like, "Oh wait, Aguilar is your assassin." You're gonna fuck it up for the rest of us. We've been <laughs> hiding, we've been hiding these objects from the Templars for years now, and you're gonna fuck it up. It's like, dude, I just woke up. <laughs> and Cal doesn't give a shit. Like, because an assassin killed his mother, you know, like, yeah, so he, he thinks the, the assassins are terrible human beings. Yeah. So and, he wants nothing to do with either party. Exactly. He just wants to kind of do his own thing. Make a sandwich. Make a sandwich. Eat an apple. Pay his taxes. So... So they go and he takes some rest and all of a sudden he starts seeing these visions yeah. of Aguilar and they're in he's in real time and he starts coming at him and like but like all of a sudden like as he like walks toward him in like this phase like he disappears. Yeah. And so this this is the thing that comes in, involved in the game called the bleeding effect. 
So he starts to like train with Aguilar. So like he'll come at him and start attacking, and then, and then, uh, and then Cal's character will start fighting him off. Yeah. And so that's where he starts to learn the ability to like act like an assassin. Starts learning all these moves. <laughs> exactly, just right. like you said. Just like the Animus is going to teach him. <laughs> Gonna give him this muscle memory to be able to to be able and to do all the things of a sudden assassin. he's a fucking badass assassin in real life and he becomes the thing he hates most. Exactly. So they put him in another time and he's kind of against his will. So then he goes into like shock again. Yeah. And so Jeremy Irons brings him up and Jeremy Irons is like, "Look, I'm Scar. I need to show you something." And then he shows him like all the assassins that desynchronize and he's like, "You yeah. have to do this of your own accord." And then he's like, "Your father's here," which is. Oh, surprise! Your father's still alive. <laughs> this is the blade, and then and then on top of that, he gives him the blade that killed. Hey, and guess what? Your mom's alive too. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Just kidding. She's still dead. <laughs> That'd be they're, fucked up if they keep messing with him. <laughs> and look who we have over here. It's not your mother. <laughs> guess who that woman is? Mom? Nope. <laughs> Just your fifth grade math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Keep bringing people from their life. Like this woman helped you, helped you become the man you are today, <gasps> Mom. No, it's the girl from the DMV you met that one time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you sons of bitch, you Templars are assholes. <laughs> I will stop you at any cost. That's the real Assassin's yeah. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him getting back at them for making dead mom jokes. <laughs> God, the Templars are oh, assholes. Fuck. Uh, so it's crazy Catholics. <laughs> it's crazy Catholics. I always have mommy issues. Uh, so, so he's like, and by the way, this is the blade that your mo- that your mother was killed with. On top of everything else, he's and like, she was missing her ring fingers. <laughs> because we didn't design a fucking hidden blade that didn't require you to cut your finger off. The assassins hate ring fingers. The Templars <laughs> hate mothers. Yeah. That uh, sounds about right. Yeah. So he's like, so basically Jeremy Irons is like, subtly he says this, but he's like, go kill your father. Once you kill your father, you can be the man you want to be. <laughs> so he goes, he goes and he talks to his dad and he's like, you know, there's, there's character development here just a little bit. Right. It's not great. So basically, he finally goes into the uh, animus of his own free will. And he, uh, you know, of course, the uh, the assassins are captured and they're they're going through this crazy fight scene. Right. And uh, so basically, the, the sultan is about to make a trade for his son at this point. Remember the sultan and the son yeah, that yeah, we yeah. talked about earlier? Yeah. So the sultan and the, uh, the sultan is going to give the apple of Eden to the Templars if he gets his son back. Yeah. So the assassins basically s- stop the Templars from getting the Apple of Eden and they, they fight and like the big bad guy of the movie. See, like the whole the whole backstory of this is like so unimportant. Like the whole assassin part right. of it is so unimportant and so boring that like I'm telling you like none <laughs> of the important parts of it. Like there was more exciting stuff going on in present day and that's totally ass backwards of the whole Assassin's Creed yeah, game series and it, yeah, that's like whenever one of the you that bug me, I there was no character development of Aguilar de Cristina. And nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about him. Nobody cares about the female. Like there was a female assassin with him, and there was kind of a weird love story for them. Kind of sort of a weird love right. story. Have I mentioned her at all? No, because she's unimportant to the story. Like she's, <laughs> they just threw her in to be the uh, like the love a, interest. They need like kind of a badass female assassin to like counterpart michael fassbender's assassin right so it's this oh my god <laughs> so basically like he steals the apple of eden he kills the big bad guy from the from the from the past yeah and uh so so he goes and he's fighting through all these templars and he finally gets outside the city walls and he's stuck between a group of templars that followed him and another group of templars that's coming in on this basically this bridge bridge yeah <laughs> That's literally what it's called. Oh, God. <laughs> and so he looks and he looks and all there is is a moat left. And so he goes and he, he stands on the edge. And he does the leap of faith. He does his, oh exactly. He does the leap of faith. And it breaks the animus. <laughs> yeah. Then they're like, oh, the leap of faith broke the animus. In yeah. case you're wondering what that sound is, I'm hitting the microphone against my head for yeah. how stupid that sounds. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, so basically it goes and uh, Cal's like watching this final scene where after he got away, yeah. his, you know, his, his, his character got away until he goes to this boat and he's on a boat and he's like, take this, take this to the ends of earth. Cause he had been able to take the apple of Eden from the bad guys. Right. And he gives it over to the sailor and they're like, who is this guy? Like, who are you looking at right now? And they're like, Oh, it's Christopher Columbus. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. And I totally get that character, like major historical characters are a big portion of the Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But that was like a tag in like, Oh, we got to do something with this. Like yeah. we got to bring just somebody, bring in from somebody the that everybody knows from, so we find out that Christopher Columbus's uh, casket is actually where the Apple of Eden had been hidden. So they run out to Spain and they go find it. Yeah. And then they have this big Templar meeting in London. Uh, all the while, to the side, they're, they're basically breaking down Abstergo and they're going to they're shut down the facility that they're at. Yeah. Uh, all the assassins basically make a break for it. And a lot of them die, but three survive. Which Jesus. Is, yeah, three They're terrible assassins They're if only really three fucking survived. Well, it was it was like seven <laughs> against a hundred like military trained oh. guards, you know? So they do a really good job and they fight and they get out. It's basically Cal and then two other assassins yeah. that that are, are that were like in the, the dining area that when he talked to them. Like yeah. they're they're seen shortly and then they, they do this escape and a bunch of assassins die in the process. So then the Templars have this big meeting and they show like the Apple of Eden and Jeremy Irons is like, after had thousands of years, we finally have this piece that allows us to control free will. And then... Um, now show me your boobs. <laughs> we're getting laid tonight. <laughs> Ladies, like, take really? your tops off. <laughs> this is what you did this for? So you could see some boobs? <laughs> That's all you needed. You could have gone to a strip club, sir. <laughs> That's all That's all they wanted with just some titties. The Templars <laughs> wanted to see some titties, and the girls were like, if you get that apple of Eden, we'll show you our tits. I'll totally show you my tits. And that was that's the Templar creed. If you find the apple of Eden, we'll show you our tits. <laughs> so, Jesus, man. Hey, man, the Templars, <laughs> Templars got one thing in mind, you know? <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> Bunch of bunch of horny Catholics didn't get to see any boobs when they first started. They're like, well, if we find oh, yeah. some like magical boobs artifact. are a sin. <laughs> Everything's a sin, no Catholic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to the Templars, yeah, we can't can't make too much fun of the Catholics. <laughs> well, I they're fictional Catholics, so it's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm sort of Catholic. You're sort of Catholic. I'm I'm, I'm a non-practicing Catholic. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, well, what George yeah. Carlin said is, I was a Catholic until I gained, until I became turned the age of reason. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. Kinda, yeah. Carlin got it right. <laughs> Carlin got everything right. Yeah. So basically, assassins come in and they steal the apple and they kill Jeremy Irons' character and uh, Marion Cotillard. Like, she gets all mad because the assassins like killed her dad, and so now she's on she's on a mission to stop the assassins once for all, once and for all. And then <laughs> the Templars are messing with her. Guess who's behind that door? My dad? No, he's still dead. <laughs> God, the Templars are assholes. <laughs> Jesus. My God. And then it pans out to a big scene where it, it shoots forward, like the camera moves and it gets like <clears throat> really close to the eye of London. And they see three assassins on the top of a on the top of a building and they're all looking around and so all of a sudden, they all do leaps of faith off the building, and that's the end of the movie. And so. then that breaks an animus. And that breaks, <laughs> and then it shoots out, and it's really, they're actually in the Inception movie, and it, it's another animus. <laughs> and then that ends, and it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. All right. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Nice, nice addition. Yeah, that's right. I can take any rap song and make it nerdy. <laughs> so, so all in all, I will give that movie a solid uh, C minus, D plus. <laughs> yeah, not great. And don't you you know me? I am I'm very forgiving when it comes to movies. Oh, I'm yeah. like, well, there's well there this happened, but there was they did really good. Like this movie was yeah, just yeah. a steaming pile of dog doo doo. Yeah, steaming pile of dog crap. I mean, I'm the same way. Like I like I have a high tolerance for like shittiness in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like I be like. I would always make up an excuse for like, oh, well, you know, that's just what the movie is. Just take it as it is or, you know, what it's supposed to be. Like fucking Mad Max Fury Road, I fucking love that movie. So good. Yeah, yeah, like I'd put it probably in like my top 20 movies of all time. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's really, 
that's that's high there. Yeah, it is. And visually then some stunning. people some nope. There's no content to it, but it's so visually stunning that like, I feel yeah. like you don't need a good plot line for that movie. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's what a lot of fucking people were talking shit on uh, for on Mad Max was like, oh, well, the fucking story is they went to a place and then they went right back. I'm like, yeah, I guess, yeah, but fucking the hell do you want them to do dude <laughs> it's about the journey not the destination man <laughs> exactly it's a that's a that's an on-screen bob ross moment that's <laughs> <laughs> not the fucking blue i wanted asshole <laughs> <laughs> but i will say despite how poor and how bad assassin's creed was yeah uh, I got to sit in a really nice movie movie theater with those recliner seats. Uh, oh, yeah. can I say how amazing those are, dude? They're uh, fucking fantastic. God, like, I love, I love, I love the fact that like movies have become such a thing where you can like, it's an experience now. It's not like you're going yeah. to see a movie. Like you get recliners and they can go get beer now and yeah. you can do all these things. It's like it's like they heard us all saying like, why the fuck am I paying like twelve, thirteen dollars for a movie? And it's like, well, let's make it worth their fucking twelve, thirteen dollars, and you know they fucking stepped up their game. I feel like they've done. Which, uh, which brings us to our next, uh, next segment. Subject, segment, yes. We like which, to call it "Back in My Day." Yes. Uh, Back in my day, <laughs> you whippersnappers, <laughs> damn kids, <laughs> you and your talkies. <laughs> Uh, I remember when it was just pictures we'd look at. <laughs> you just had to keep blinking our eyes super fast. <laughs> Somebody would rotate the pictures and we'd close our eyes quick, hoping we'd get to see just a glimmer of movement. <laughs> but uh, but but in this segment, we we want to talk about things that... <laughs> this is going to sound really dumb when I say it out loud, but things that are different from what they were... When we were younger, to what they are now. Yeah, so back in my day. Back in my day. It's <laughs> kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. So, so we're going to talk about movie theaters in this in this segment. Yeah, movie theaters. Oh, man. So I'm pretty sure everyone remembers the time when movie theaters did not have stadium seating. It was just that gradual, like, you know... Uh, rampish looking fucking design. Where you got maybe an inch above the person behind yeah. you. Yeah. So if like a person like five foot tall sat in front of you, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If somebody of normal height sit yeah. in front of you, you're screwed. Yeah, like it totally ruins your fucking picture. So we're talking like pre IMAX like big movie days. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> one of the first movie theaters I remember going to, um I think it was called the Twin Cinema um, in Cyprus. Yeah, it was literally two theaters. Two theaters. That's all they did. <laughs> they had one movie and another movie. And the rooms... <laughs> this is what I imagine like a porno theater <laughs> would look like. It's just shady. Yeah, it's like shitty and like super cramped and like... And there's like stains on the floor and it's all sticky. <laughs> on the backs of seats and shit. You don't know if it's an icy or it's the six-year-old uh. kid who sat there before you. Yeah, yeah, or that like young high school couple, and one of them got fingered. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, I will say, as somebody who frequents movies, I've never, uh, never been a little sexy time in the movie theater. Never been, uh, been uh, a little freaky in the movie theaters. You know what? I haven't either. You know that's sad. <laughs> no, no, because I'm a, I'm a human being who paid twelve dollars to go see a movie. I'm gonna watch a movie. And then you have, and then you have <laughs> sex. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather pay twelve dollars for a movie than fucking get blown. <laughs> we can do that afterwards. There's character development going on right now. No, sweetheart, please, please stop touching me. No, 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 no. The character. I heard there's something. a train in this movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Iron Man's just about to make his suit, baby. Like, stop, please. Yeah. Like, don't touch me. You know how expensive this fucking popcorn is. I'm not cutting a hole in this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Burn my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, I wonder how many like P- 
people got admitted to like emergency rooms with like third degree burns on their from dicks. popcorn. I don't think anybody. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened in the history of popcorn. All right, what if it was like absolutely freshly popped, and then all of a sudden you just jammed your dick into <laughs> into that bucket of popcorn? Sounds like a fetish. I don't know if I'm uh, comfortable with, to be honest. <laughs> like you. Like you didn't even take the time to cut a hole in the bottom. You just jammed your dick into the top of the bucket. I'm. There has to be some sort of burns. I, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's gotten a burn from sticking their dick in popcorn, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> I'm. A, I'm. That's all I wanted to hear. Will. Did you want the Jesus. validation? <laughs> you get it. Congratulations. Uh, no, but um, yeah, like you know, just theater like layout. Is fucking way better now. Um, like these days, it's rare to ever find like a new movie theater that has the old um, uh, old format of like just having that gradual one inch per, one inch seat high. Yeah, now thing. now normally most movie theaters have the the stadium. Seating. Yeah, the, exactly the stadium <clears throat> seating. Um, do you remember when IMAX was the thing? When IMAX got really big, but there weren't movies in IMAX yet. They were making yeah. movies specifically like. Like, it was mostly like fucking. You, you couldn't go see a like, a like a theatrical film in IMAX yet. They only had IMAX movies that were playing in IMAX. Yeah, and they were usually like fucking you know National Geographic style. Yeah. Let's look fucking, at these jellyfish for now. Yeah, <laughs> they're so beautiful and have no brains. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. Well, that was educational. And let's be honest, that's the last thing you want to go to a movie for. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that that, that soul singles out a lot of documentaries that are actually really good. So yeah. <laughs> I'll recant that. I'll pull that yeah, back. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, though, it's rare that like documentaries get released in like movie theaters and stuff, you know? Yeah, it's, well, you'd have to go to like independent places to go to yeah. see documentaries. I have. Either I've that. I've seen documentaries in theaters, but it's really got to find a, a, a theater that's willing to. Yeah, like these art house theaters yeah exactly you can't you're not gonna go to like an edwards or a you know like a yeah, like yeah. a regular movie theater and go find one unless it's like a like a special like either a fathom event or a special event right right you're not gonna necessarily see those kind of things that's another thing that we never had before <clears throat> was like you can now do special events things people have like like riff tracks which i don't know we talked about riff tracks a little bit They're the guys so. who did mystery science theater but they, yeah, they yeah. now do modern movies people like rooster teeth like video game companies are now or video game like let's play companies are actually doing Things in movie theaters now because they can actually they can actually project out to these audiences yeah. who can't necessarily come out to their event. Uh, operas are doing things now like you, they're doing flashback movies with commentary from the director. Like yeah, we yeah. didn't have that because we weren't able to live stream stuff before. Yeah. Like I think the internet's really helped out with a lot of these a lot of these pieces. Yeah, I think they're starting to realize like, dude, we have a lot of competition out there. We need to like bring people back to the movie theaters because there was I, I feel like there was a while there where not that many people were going to movie theaters no movies were becoming not the scarce but they weren't as popular as they were because yeah like they were always they're always going to be there it's just people were more content for a little while when like to just stream stuff or download stuff yeah or, exactly or i was even gonna go back for as far as you have <clears> blockbuster <throat> when blockbuster videos started popping up yeah you don't need why why go pay 12 dollars in a movie theater when you can buy three movies for a weekend yeah for three days and you can watch you have three movies compared to one you know so they kind of had to up their yeah up exactly. their production value and that's that's another <clears> thing like like you said, once streaming became available, that that hurt the movie industry even more. Yeah. So then, so then they had to up their game to the next level, where you know, like, let's be honest, movie theater food wasn't great. You had the you know the dick yeah. popcorn, and you had hot dogs, and it was really kind of like nachos, kind of just like I wouldn't say American food, but kind of just like like snacky food. You know, like something I kind of feel like, like it's a, carnival a, food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something yeah. you get like a baseball game or a carnival or yeah. Disneyland or something. You know. Yeah. yeah. Or an amusement park, like you know? it's technically food, but it's not any meal. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna go and get full off it. Yeah. So now they've started to to up their game, and so now yeah. we have things like alcoholic theaters or twenty one over theaters now, Those where are great. you're allowed to get beers, or they even have places where we've done where they do full service meals. Yeah, have you been to one of those? Not a full service meal one. I've been to a, a, a one with alcohol. The twenty one over ones. No. Oh, just the that one with the ones that serve alcohol. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah, those are, I mean, like, I'll tell you, I went and saw, I treated myself. <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself, 2017. <laughs> it's my, uh, my Parks and Rec reference for you. We'll check that check out. Check and mate. Um, I did go to a, I did go to a one where they did full service and like, you get there a little early, you order your food, yeah. like 20 minutes in after the previews have started, you get your drinks, you know, you get your food comes like halfway, like, like right at the beginning of the movie. Um, they did a great job. Service was amazing. <clears throat> food was good. And that's, what kind of food did they have? I, like it was, you know, traditional American food, sandwiches, Steak. burgers, like Americanized tacos, things like they didn't have like full steak service. Oh. <laughs> I, I'd be a little I'd be a little nervous buying a steak from a movie theater, you know? Yeah. It's like buying a sandwich from a gas station. You're just rolling the dice at that point, you know? Or sushi from seven eleven. Yeah, exactly. You just you don't I even get nervous about sushi from uh grocery stores. That well that one gets me a little nervous sometimes. Yeah, the only time I eat sushi is at an actual restaurant that yeah. serves sushi. Yeah, exactly. So like steak steak you go buy at a steakhouse, you don't just say get at a movie theater. But like we had a couple burgers. We had uh, like some pretzel bites. Good food, man. I was yeah. really surprised. Uh, I actually went to go see uh, Moana uh, last weekend. I went to uh, um, the movie theater in uh, Carson, uh, Cinemark. Okay. This place is the first place I've ever seen that serves elote. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Like like full like mayonnaise, well, okay. like chili. Okay. Let me, let me go back a second. It's technically elote, but they don't serve it on the cob. They serve it in a cup. Interesting. Okay. What they do is they'll take a, a real you know cob of corn or whatever, and they'll scrape the corn, actual corn, into a cup along with the, the mayonnaise, the seasoning, and like lime and shit. And it's actually way neater to eat it that way. Because oh. <laughs> I, I think about it, I'm like, Oh, this isn't real. I'm like, you know, it's not on the cob or whatever. But I'm like, wait a minute. I'm gonna be sitting in a goddamn movie theater. I'm not gonna fucking sit there eating a fucking corn. You're, you're all twisted. Yeah, in. <laughs> have that shit falling all over my clothes and shit. But uh, you know, corn on the cob is take some take some uh, exertion. If you're watching a movie and you're you, you miss, yeah, you're fucked. Exactly. You're fucked. You don't have to, you don't have time for that in the movie. So yeah, it, uh, over there they fucking serve it in a cup and they give you a spoon and shit and like it was actually really fucking good. Really? Yeah. Nice. So uh, I might have to get some look at a movie theater. Yeah. And then uh, I think the the last thing to talk about is this is something that I feel like's only popped up in the last couple <clears throat> of years, but now has kind of become a staple in movies is 3D. Um well I mean there's a few things we can still talk about. Um yeah, I mean, like, 3D movies, like, almost any any uh, major release is going to come out in 3D. Yeah, normally you have a, a 2D experience and a 3D experience. Yeah. But back in the day, back in my day, yeah, like, 3D movies were only kind of things that were shown in amusement parks or, like, very rare, weird, yeah. like, you, and if get it, the, you get, like, the, the, the two, red and the blue multicolored glasses, and it was yeah. kind of... It was more of a gimmick than it was kind of a staple yeah. of the movie going. You know what's funny? I actually did see a 3D movie with the red and blue uh, lenses. Okay, so I've never been to one. I've only seen it in movies. How was it? <laughs> I would not sit for another uh, 3D movie like that. Because by the end of it, you took your glasses off and your eyes were completely fucked. Because they were just seeing red and then the other one's just seeing blue. So you took off your glasses and your like your color vision was fucked. Ooh, oh, that's for sounds... like a good like two to three hours. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's like my example is when you play rock band or guitar here for too long and things start coming at you. Yeah. So you like close your eyes and you can kind of still things things moving. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that same concept where you're like your eyes are like now yeah, yeah, focused yeah. in those red and blue tints. Yeah, exactly. Like it's adjusted to this. You know what I mean? But oh, um... that sounds that sounds terrible. But now, like like I said, now it's a staple. Like. You can't go to a movie theater without yeah. potentially having a 3D movie, and you actually, for me, because I don't really, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the 3D. I, I don't, I don't want to pay an extra three dollars to go see a movie I can see in 2D. I don't mind it, and I get there's more definition and you're getting more of a of a feel to it, but right. eh, it's not that big of a deal if I don't see a movie in I 3D. Mean, I'll I'll be selective on which movies I want to see in 3D. Like Rogue One, I definitely I definitely want to see in 3D. Yeah, no, because th- that movie has. Mm. Has depth and content. You kind of yeah. like you want to get the full experience. Yeah, and like any Marvel movie, Marvel DC movie, I'll watch in 3D. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? But it's not like I'm gonna fucking watch. I don't know, 
Yeah. But it's not like I'm going to watch fucking, you know, some fucking drama in 3D. They're, I don't know why they would make it in 3D anyway. <laughs> Imagine driving Miss Daisy in 3D. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Benny. Wow, the definition on... Uh, on uh, the Morgan mo- Freeman? Morgan the moles Freeman? on Morgan Freeman's face really pop out at you. Beautiful, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> this definition. Um, <clears throat> but um, not only is there 3D, there's also 4D now. I've heard about that. I've not yeah. been to one, though. So what 4D is, it it's basically... Time. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth dimensions. Time. Well, okay. Okay. 4D I'm movie. Gonna, I'm going to rant for a second. That fucking bugs me. Yeah, I know. Fourth dimension is time. Like, call it something else. Call it ultra vision. Or so don't call it 4D. That's bullshit. That's <laughs> bullshit, and everybody knows it. Like, there's, it's not. You're, you're experiencing science the magic. <laughs> you're experiencing the fourth dimension. Like, you're, we're experiencing this now in yeah. time. Like, we're all in fourth dimension. Yeah, and it's, that's how it is. It's not. You don't. You get squirted in the face. It's not the fourth dimension. Like, yeah. ugh, bullshit. Ugh. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, what 4D uh, movie theater experience is, um, it basically, things happen to you in real life as you're watching the movie. So, like, if it's snowing on the screen, they'll, like, the theater will start, you know, snowing, like, fake snow onto you. Or, like, if you're in an airplane, the, like, wind will start blasting at you. And then, like, if you're in, like, an orange field, you'll smell oranges. So it's almost like a Disneyland ride yeah, come to life in a two-hour movie. Yeah, it's like Honey, like remember the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, yeah, or like Soaring Over, Soaring Over the World now. I guess it's not Soaring yeah, in yeah. California anymore. And then in, uh, um, in fucking Florida, they had an alien encounter. Have you ever gone on that? I've not. I've heard it's, it was terrifying as shit, though. It's actually, yeah, it was really cool, dude. Like the premise was like you're like a bunch of student scientists and then like they've captured an alien and so you're like trying to study it? Yeah, so like it's in like a fucking like a supposedly unbreakable glass tube or whatever for Little study. Little did they know. Yeah, and then something happens and then like, you know, the lights go out and then you start hearing and feeling and like it was actually See, really it cool. just in my I've never I, in my head it's just a xenomorph from Alien. Yeah. So like you just yeah. see the alien tail come down and like it's yeah. spitting acid at you and Yeah, pretty much. And the second face comes out in the 3D. See, that's that's the 3D experience I want. Like, I would totally go see a 4D movie with the new Alien movie that comes out. Oh yeah, next yeah. year, Alien Covenant. Oh, I I totally watch that movie in 4D. Oh, that'd yeah. be terrifying. So like, you get smells, sights, and I've been to movies where like the chairs move. Yeah, yeah. So the chairs move in yeah. these as well. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's regular 2D. There's 3D, and then there's D box, which is. Like it's 3D, but your seat moves. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've been to one. I guess uh, I saw Conan the Barbarian, the the remake. Yeah, in D box. Why? Because <laughs> it was a movie and it was in D box, and I really wanted to experience it. Okay. Let me tell you, ninety percent of that movie was me just rocking because we were on horseback, <laughs> which was cool. I mean, it was cool to experience the whole horseback riding when they're, right. they're on horseback. But man, after like an hour of that, I'm just like, can we not? Can we not? Like, ro- can I? Can I, just, can I turn it off? Yeah, it, it gets gimmick. That was one of those things that got gimmicky kind of really quickly. So yeah, that, like I don't hear much about people wanting to go to D box. No, it's experience. not like it was there for a while. I think the <clears throat> forty is a better is a better. Yeah, if you're gonna altogether. if you're gonna go gimmick, go hard with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm definitely down to check out a movie in forty. Dude, we should go check it out and give it a give it a sweet review. Yeah, but I'm not gonna call it forty. Fuck forty. <laughs> God damn. About five D. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Wait, what? What is whatever the- producer that decided to go be like, hey, we should call this what? What? What's what's beyond three D? Four D. Go, <laughs> go die. Go die somewhere in a hole. Jesus Christ. Wait. Okay. The fifth dimension is actual other planes of existence, right? I don't. I only know the four. I don't know. I know there's a fifth. I think that's the outer limits. Is there? No, I, I'm sure there are multiple dimensions. Some say I want to look this up. <laughs> there are seven dimensions. That's that's like there's seven. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't know what the other. Wait, according are. to science, outer si- outer limits. Uh, according to the outer limits, yeah. No, <laughs> according to scientists, there according are some, to outer limits, there's seven dimensions. <laughs> that's right. I get all my science from uh, TV shows from the '90s. 
<laughs> Science magic. Wait, wasn't Outer Limits like a... It was from the 60s, and they remade it. Oh, in okay. The that's, the, that's the part. I never watched some of the early ones. I only watched the newer ones. Okay. Um, oh, fifth dimensional space. Let's see. A five-dimensional space is a space with five dimensions. <laughs> Good job, Wikipedia. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, do check us out on iTunes as well as subscribe there. Give us five stars. Uh, you can check out all these, this podcast and more at www.talking-stupid.com slash podcast. Uh, do check us out on the social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Friendster, MySpace, we have those. I don't know. You'll Etchings see. on a rock wall. Yeah, smoke signals, whatever. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again on another episode of Talking Stupid. Bye, guys. This has been a Stupid Flanders production. 